Hello, everybody, and welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm your Tuesday host, Charles Curtis, and with me today is somebody who you know very well from For the Win, from podcasts, from all kinds of things. He's also uh, famously recorded the Small Sample Size song, which is something that will come into play today when we talk about it. Um, It's Ted Berg, our resident baseball and Taco Bell writer. What's up, Ted? Hey, Charles. uh, What is up with you? Uh, I'm good. I'm I'm excited to have you on because, and I'm you know I always say I'm excited to have guests on because it is exciting to talk about sports on a podcast. Um, but today is exciting because we get to talk about Shohei Otani mainly, and we'll talk about some other baseball stuff. But I wanted to bring you in because Shohei Otani has proved me wrong and proved a lot of people wrong, and I think a lot of people who sort of were looking at um, who were looking at spring training and sitting there and going, oh, I don't know about, you know, this guy and they spent a lot of money, Angels spent a lot of money, and here he is, suddenly the hype has, the hype train has, has gone crazy. What's your observation right now about the, the Shohei Otani that we see in the first two weeks of the season? I mean, baseball is sort of a sport of overreactions, right? And so <laughs> it was definitely, you know, and, and, and I think, I, I wish I wrote it because I, I definitely said it on a bunch of radio hits and now I'm like sort of kicking myself for, for feeling uh, like I, I was sort of on it and, and didn't, I guess I doubted it. But Otani came from an extremely high competitive level of baseball where he was the best player on both sides of the ball, right? He, there was no guarantee he was going to be good. There was no guarantee he was going to play this way. But I think that he, there was enough proof that he was a good baseball player from Japan that no one should have put too much stock in his spring training stats. Even if he looked bad, even if he got beat up by a Mexican league team, even if he you know wasn't hitting and scouts were saying, I don't know if he's hitting – Japanese baseball is at least the double-A, triple-A level. And if you had a 22-year-old performing like Otani did there in your system, he would be by far your biggest prospect. And so, uh, you know, I think that that the spring training stats forced sort of overreactions there. Obviously, there wasn't a lot to compare it to stateside, and so you do get these concerns. Uh, And I think now people are probably swinging back a little hard the other way. Uh, He's not going to hit. Right now, if he kept this up, I think he would be on pace to hit 49 home runs with like 113 RBI and a 385 batting average with 32 wins and nearly 300 strikeouts. Like that's uh, that's not going to happen. So you say that and uh, uh, via Odd Shark, uh, which is, you know, a, a website that, that does a lot of uh, sports odds and betting and uh, Twitter account that's great follow. They have updated their AL MVP odds through through Bet DSI. Shohei Otani is plus 150 right now. The the favorite over your favorite player, not ever, but your favorite player, Mike Trout. And, and, That's and ridiculous. That's absurd. ridiculous. It's absurd. It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's rid- Yeah. Go ahead. It, yeah. It, I, wrote, I, wrote this, I wrote this yesterday. Like, if Otani turns out to be half as valuable a player as Mike Trout, then he's an all-star and a potential Hall of Famer and an incredible <laughs> get. For the Angels, if he's half as good uh, in total value as Trout, like there's just to say that anyone after one week or two weeks of of playing Major League Baseball, for as high as I am on Otani, to say that anyone is going to be more valuable than Trout this year, it just it's just foolish. It's foolish. Yeah, you throw away your money. Uh, and and you know I, I've written about this a couple of times now with Tiger Woods, where. You know, uh, when Tiger Woods opened up before, long before he came back to the Masters, when Masters betting opened up last, I want to say it was October, November, and he hadn't played in months. 
he opened up at I think a hundred to one odds, and I wrote and I said, "Listen, this is not because the, you know people in Vegas know something; it's because they know you're going to bet on it." And, right, right. And, and that's where Otani, you know, the odds have gone astronomically high because people are running to to bet on him, and you know they, they've got to move the odds. So, uh, you know, Otani at plus one fifty. Yeah, sorry, not doing it. That said. I just I, I'm trying to figure out sort of what the long term implications of Shohei Otani are, and I've talked to to fantasy people about this, um, and he's changed the game, the fantasy game, uh, in so many ways, and it's been really fun to, to follow that. But I'm kind of curious if now, and, and I know there's a guy in the Rays system, but if if now you know sort of scouts are going to start shifting and looking and saying, is there a guy who can also be this hybrid two way pitcher hitter type? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I think that. It's going to take I, – I mean, so the, yeah, you're right. This this guy, uh, I believe his name is Brendan McKay mm-hmm. in the Rays system who was like a really highly touted college hitter and a really highly touted college pitcher. And they're going to let him do that for a while. Then there's uh, there's Hunter Green who was I think the first overall pick, right, the in the red system it, who was a, a great shortstop and wanted to be a two-way player. It seems like he'll most likely wind up just pitching. I still feel like the way baseball is, for as much as I would love to see a radical change where this just becomes a thing, it has to, it'll have to work so well in Otani's case, and it will have to be, you know, they'll have to figure out such an effective way of using him and and best using you know his playing time and and negotiating the roster around him to make other teams really want that because there's a lot of things about Otani that complicate things for the angels right he's he is if he's your primary dh he can only dh you know three out of every six turns uh and he's on a you know once every six day pitching schedule unlike uh you know the sort of the standard five day rotation so there are you know accommodations they're making that i'm sure they're extremely psyched to make right now and and for as as long as he plays anything like this uh there it's a trade-off worth making and and he's adding you know value in obviously the the flexibility but it is uh it does sort of present a few headaches with how you manage the rest of the team and so you know baseball teams are so sort of conservative and stuffy about these things it's changing and that's that's changing a little bit but i feel like this one they'll 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 still resist i kind of agree with you and i think that we're seeing Obviously, I talked before about the small sample size song, which you should all go on YouTube and listen to Ted's beautiful voice singing about small sample sizes in baseball and how ridiculous it is that we we suddenly say, oh, you know, this guy's going to be a star. This guy's going to be an all-star within, you know, one month or two months or even, you know. Eight days. I mean, eight days or the first two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And, And so I think the pendulum will swing the other way. I, I kind of think that just we're going to see like Shohei Otani eventually, and this is sort of my very long-term take, is that maybe the the hitter, you know, sort of the, the hitting will die down a little bit as pitchers maybe figure him out a little bit. But the pitching is going to be phenomenal. I, watching him pitch is, is great. He, he has such movement on so many pitches, and you you know better than I do. Uh, I mean, he throws 100 with like a wipeout splitter and yeah. a good curveball. Like he's, yeah, the pitching is there's, – there's no – I mean – and there were doubts. I think in spring training he wasn't throwing nearly as hard, and and uh, and I think that's part of the reason there were some of the doubts was you know this guy was advertised throwing 100 and now he's throwing 94. What's going on here? It seems like he was just sort of waiting to ramp things up. <laughs> yeah, and and it's absurd. See, the thing that's impressed me the most, and I watched some highlights because I don't live on the West Coast, watching him hit. And listening to the sound of the ball coming off his bat is the thing that impressed me the most. He's not the biggest dude, it seems like, but he 
hits the ball, and there's this thunderous sound that with the three home runs that he's hit thus far. We've recorded this on a on a Tuesday morning, by the way. It it just seems to me like like wow, like this guy's got some serious athleticism, and so maybe he was worth spending. They didn't have to spend that much money on him, but yeah, I mean every every t- every team wanted to spend the money on him. Yeah. Uh, uh, so do, are you similarly impressed uh, by, by what you see? I, or do you, you kind of talked about it before, but like, are you similarly uh, impressed uh, or are you sort of like, well, this is what he, he was going to be? Uh, I think I'm, I'm honestly still most impressed and most stunned just by the fact that it's happening. Like more, more yeah. than the fact that he has performed so well in these first two weeks, like ultimately that just doesn't really matter that much, but that it's lasted even these first two weeks is so impossibly awesome to me that, you know, that this guy can do this, that they're going to let him do this, that they're going to try out this experiment for at least it seems like this, this, this season and, and maybe it works, you know, and, and that the, the possibility, and now it, you know, becomes realer and realer every time he hits a home run that, this might actually happen is still so cool to me that a two-way player in the major leagues. It's, you know, people say, oh, well, it hasn't happened since Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth really wasn't a true two-way player for most uh-huh. of his career at all. Like, even when he came up with the, with the Red Sox as a pitcher, he was a pitcher who could hit. There were like a couple of years where they let him do both, and then he just became a hitter. Uh, and, and so this is not something with, with precedent. And the closest thing to a precedent is freaking Babe Ruth. It's it's it. That is true. That is absurd. And and I, I want to see this work only because the idea of two way players is terrific. Uh, and I I want to admit on air that I totally whiffed on my predictions for Shohei Otani's fantasy value because I was sort of talked out of the idea that he could be this good just simply because of volume. Because the guy's going to only hit three times a week. Is he really going to hit a home run every time he's there at DH? No. Uh, and pitching wise, maybe he'll be better than than we think he'll be. Uh, but to see him do see, this, what, crazy. I think what I would like to see, I think that, and and I haven't thought this through. I'm I'm just speaking off the top of my head here, so I might uh, twist myself into a stupid corner. <laughs> but I almost feel like it would be a more useful thing if the guy were a relief pitcher who could come in, you know. So you just so you had because with Otani the way he's set up. It's, you know, you have to, they're scheduling around him. And and I don't know, you know, how how long it would take a guy, because no one has done this, right? If a guy throws two innings out of the bullpen uh, on a Thursday, can he can he play first base on Friday? Like, I don't know. You know, I don't know how much strain that's going to put on the arm. That's going to be an individual thing. But, like, this guy, McKay, uh, is a left-hander. And so, and a first baseman and a DH. And he can pitch. If, if you could have your first baseman also be your lefty specialist out of the bullpen like that that you know like and like the type of ways teams could get creative with that to me seems so cool and so that's kind of the whole the direction i would i would be excited to see it go but again looking a gift horse in the mouth right this guy is starting (laughs) and playing dh three times a week it's dope it's funny to say that because i'm remembering there was a mets game but maybe you'll remember it better in the 80s i want to say it was a playoff game was it was when when they in the 86 uh run that where they had a pitcher in right field switch with the pitcher who then played mm-hmm. right field right yeah was it was that... uh it was it was mcdowell and orozco that's was, right yep johnson was shuttling shuttling them back and forth between yeah i think it was i think it was left field and the pitcher's mound to do righty lefty matchups yeah i mean stuff like that should happen all the time and okay. it, it doesn't mind-blowing right uh 
is there anything else about Otani? I mean, I, when I watch him, though, my only thought, my other thought is the thought I have with watching every pitcher who can throw 100 is, like, when is he going to get injured? And when that happens, like, it, the sky will fall because I'm we're just so on this, this train. I just want him not to get injured. But it feels just so inevitable. They're, like, even with the Angels treating with kid gloves where they're saying, you're pitching, what, every six, seven days and you're going to DH yeah. three days a week. I'm just like, oh, God, like, he... It, or he could be fatigued by the all-star break. Like, Do you feel that way as well? Oh, I mean, I think every young pitcher just kind of feels like waiting for the other shoe to drop at yeah. this point, right? And, and I, you know, I, it's the same way watching Noah Syndergaard, right? It's like this is this stuff is impossible, right? It feels impossible, and it feels like you're you're breaking baseball, and eventually baseball is going to break you. Uh, so I think that I don't know. I don't know how to. It, and, and it does. And you're right. It it like colors the way we watch now because the arm injuries are so co- common that I think it it does add that little bit of of hesitation because you're like well i've been burned right i got burned by matt harvey and i got burned by uh every you know all mark Pryor and all all of these great pitchers who have come before and and blown out their arms uh and so i don't know you just i don't know you hope that maybe he knows something or or that these guys and they are teams are getting better at prevention and recovery and the science behind it and somewhere out there there is a guy with the arm of Nolan Ryan, right? Like somewhere mm-hmm. that exists and, and he'll never get the chance to pitch 300 innings a year when he's 40, right? That's not going to happen now, but there are freaks in this world and there are people who can hold up and, uh, Otani, every single bit of information we have so far points to him being like a complete and true athletic freak. And so maybe he's also a, a freak of arm health. I don't know. I, I think what you're saying, and uh, I appreciate the sentiment, is let's just appreciate Otani while he's still healthy, doing what he's doing, and let's sit back and enjoy the show, right? Yeah, I mean, it's what else can you do, what else, right? Like, you, yeah. can, you can read about it. And there was reports when he got signed that there was, you know, partial tear uh, in the UCL, and eventually it'll need Tommy John. And, and probably, it feels like probably will. It feels like that's what happens if you throw 100, but... Why worry, right? Like just, just the will. Like what you hear from baseball people is, look, when they're gonna break, they're gonna break, and there's like not really a whole lot you're gonna be able to do to prevent it ahead of time. Sometimes it just happens, guys. This is a strenuous thing that they're doing, throwing a baseball. So, uh, you know, hopefully it doesn't happen soon. Yeah, uh, let's talk other baseball things that have happened in the first two weeks. Anything in particular that you? are enjoying not enjoying about uh the first couple weeks of baseball this this season uh it's early you know uh it seems like the mets are good uh that's kind of fun uh i noticed today this is i one thing i do like to do especially early when when i'm trying to balance like okay how much of this is small sample size how much does this not matter uh the diamondbacks due to their hot start they have now climbed and i would not have expected this they have already uh, um, on the baseball perspectives, playoff odds, which is a, I think a, a pretty good and reliable way to look at these things this early in the season because they're it's based on their preseason projections as well. Uh, the Diamondbacks are now more likely than the Dodgers to make the postseason, which Whoa. is sort of mind-boggling to me. Yeah, uh, according to them, and and I I still don't know that I still would bet on the Dodgers, but uh, they've got the the Diamondbacks with this with a slight edge. That's a really that's a really weird. And it's little just because the, you know the. Day, 
the D-backs were a good team. They got off to a hot start. Uh, the, the Dodgers are a great team who got off to a really slow start. And so, you know, because now they're starting, the Diamondbacks are starting at a five-game advantage. If you didn't think the Dodgers had a five-game advantage going into the season, then you're saying, okay, the, the Diamondbacks are going to match or best the Dodgers. Huh. I, and, of course, we have 140-something, 50-something games to go. More than that, yeah, 100, 100, basically an, uh, 152. Like, most teams are... <laughs> 10 games yeah so so uh, interesting though the odds which are uh, you're uh, you say are good indicators uh, that's uh, very intriguing oh now so the d-backs have that a little little advantage and they are a good team absolutely i'll give you something that i've been uh, watching that i'm kind of mad about or furious about because and and it's close to our hearts a little bit because we both live in new york city as people might know we we are neighbors basically live in the same neighborhood um, I'm mad about the way Yankee fans are treating Giancarlo Stanton, and it's making me really mad because as a Mets fan, if we had a Giancarlo Stanton, like, would we boo him for striking out a bunch to begin the yeah. season? Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't. Would I wouldn't. I no, would, you yeah. wouldn't. People would. People absolutely would. Oh, you know that makes me so mad. Do you know how many times David Wright has been booed at City Field? Oh, I, I maybe I blocked it, it out of my like, head. I don't know. There were like there was like in in even the height of David Wright's heyday, and David Wright, for context, is simply the only decent human being on this <laughs> planet, right? And grew up a Mets fan and said everything right from day one, just like never took a wrong turn, made time for children with diseases, and uh, signed you know ever signed every order, like all the different things you could do. David Wright did and was the best player the best position player in franchise history and even in his best years if he went through two bad weeks he'd get booed it's just i don't know why people are like that but people are just like that is it weird for me well maybe it's me thinking about the way that yankee fans because it's because baseball is where you go to like get out your you work out your stuff you know and you're like ah. Oh, David Wright struck out. How dare he? <laughs> but I, it's it's weirder with Giancarlo because the guys hit three home runs already. Like I'm, I, yep, I he's making cool. it's the it's the it's the money. It's always the money. That's yeah. what people get so mad about. It's why does this guy get three hundred million dollars to strike out like this? And you can say like, well, that's the market. And obviously, if it wasn't going to him, it would be going to the owners. And you don't want that. And people can reason through that, but then they're still like, bah. You know, I'm I'm paid seventy dollars for this ticket, and I got to watch this guy who's making you know seventy dollars a second, and, and he's gonna strike out five times. Like, bah bah. I'm so mad about this. I keep wondering what it's like for Giancarlo. As if because, baseball's not hard. As right, if it's not hard. Right, as if doing something once every three times is not, like, the greatest yeah. feat uh, known to, to baseball kind. I, I kind of wonder what Giancarlo's thinking about if he's like, oh, man, New York City, like, here we go, fitting the stereotype of New York. But, I, I, I you know, you make a good point there. It's just... Uh, I would, I would appreciate him. I would sit there and say, here we have Giancarlo Stanton, one of the biggest dudes who hits bombs, who is going to hit the the back of Yankee Stadium one day with a with a with a with a uh, a home run. Like he'll be fine. But I guess you know it's what have you done? He will be it? fine. And he look, there will be. It won't be. I, he's a he's a. I think he's a smart dude. Uh, and he seems like a, a, a reasonably interesting dude who's gonna put himself out there to some extent uh you know maybe not necessarily the press but just you know w- with the public I, th- I assume uh based on how it seemed he was like in 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 miami and so that comes with inevitable backlash and 
you know, you just kind of hope that it doesn't really get to him. Uh, and there'll be noise, you know, there'll be noise. Like, I feel like that, that guy's gonna, he'll show up in, in page six at some point because he's such a visible guy. Um, and so it's part of, it's part of it. Uh, but I, I feel like you kind of have to know, you kind of have to know when you're like, Oh, I'm going to refuse a trade to all these teams, but I'm willing to go to the Yankees. This is one of the things you're, you're signing up for is when you you is they're going to, there's going to be, there's going to be nonsense around it. It comes with some nonsense. Uh, he'll hit three home runs in a game next week and everybody will get, you know, and then it'll be happy town until the next time he has a slump. (laughs) You are Right. You, you tell me I'm Mr. Reasonable. That's a very reasonable way. Of I mean, it's just, just it. and like, and he was totally, you know what, to, to his credit, like, and I don't, you don't know the extent to which he's being coached and what they're, you know, I don't know, but he has said exactly the right thing about getting booed, which is like, of course I, I'm getting booed. I struck out five times. I deserve to get booed. It's like a, a humble approach to that. I myself would never ever say I would be like middle fingers up walking <laughs> off the field like you know just making like all sorts of obscene gestures in every direction these people don't appreciate me do you look at my muscles do you see my monster homers like you da- how dare you boo me you don't even deserve to watch me play baseball I am gonna sit down in the batter's box until I see that you have turned your back because you don't deserve to watch the monster home runs I'm about to hit but Stanton is apparently a bigger man than that yeah, uh, and speaking of the Yankees and 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 uh, and and people who slug home runs, Bryce Harper's doing pretty well here. And you wrote about that uh, last uh, yesterday, I think it was right, or, or yeah, it was yesterday. Um, what's your take on on Bryce Harper's big hot start? My take on Bryce Harper's big hot start is that this literally happens every year, and and every year it's like, oh, here it is, here it is, it's the Bryce Harper season, it's coming, and and 2015, 2015 he actually didn't get off to a great start in what turned out to be by far his best year. Uh, the issue for for Harper is never what he can do over the course of two weeks, right? Like over the course of two two weeks, Bryce Harper is going to be the best player on ba- in baseball. Uh, that's going to happen a lot of times. What the issue for him is always just, you know, keeping it together and staying healthy for a full season. And so it's cool. It's cool. Like I, I think baseball is better when Bryce Harper is performing, uh, but it's, it's not – we just don't know, right? Like you just—that's that's, that's a, a small sample size thing. Just just that he is hitting this well does not say anything about how his season's going to play out. Yeah, and and I I'm really excited. I mean, I was joking obviously about the Yankees signing because frankly, uh, you know, they, they I think they're okay on the on the hitting side of things. That uh, oh, they're totally going to sign him. I still I know said when they got Stanton. Oh no, that means no. They're going to move Judge or someone to first base, and they're totally going to sign oh, Bryce Harper. God, I'm sick to my stomach. Yeah, you unless he sucks. Unless he has a bad year, it's just too. It's too good. It's too perfect. It just feels like it has to be. It has to happen. Oh, I'm so sick to my stomach just at the thought of that. It's right, like, and then they're gonna go judge. There, imagine like your two, your two, three, four is you're going like Judge Harper Stanton. It's an all star team. It's an right, and team. righty lefty righty. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It's just. It's too good. It's too good. <laughs> I, I have nothing more to say than that uh, about about that, except that uh, Bryce Harper having a monster year in his contract year just seems so perfect, and I'm kind of rooting for it just to see. The what what Bryce Harper is like hitting forty home runs and and driving in you know one hundred and thirty or whatever it is. Um, which you know where that you, you know where the winter meetings are this year? Uh, here, New York. Bryce Harper's hometown of Las, Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Oh God, it's gonna be so good. Yeah. 
I, I could see it, right? That's and that's that's yeah. If you're if you're guessing for sure, that's how Harper is, right? He 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 does, and I don't believe that this is a thing, but he does seem to have a a flair for the moment, right? So it would be a perfectly Bryce Harper turn of events for him to hit 40 nothing, right? For him to like hit 65 home runs this year, right before he goes into free agency and get like a $700 million contract or something. Ugh, baseball is so absurd. And and to, to ask the question of what, will he sign with the Yankees? I think the answer is that's a clown question, bro, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, right. he's, he is avoiding all of, all talk of his contract situation. Yes, all clown questions. Uh, Ted, thank you for joining us. Uh, you can follow Ted on Twitter, as you should, uh, where he tweets about uh, little cups of coffee and Taco Bell and also baseball. Uh, you're at, at OG Ted Berg? That's correct. Got it. Got it twice in a row when we had you on. Ted, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, enjoy uh, the rest of the season. Peace out.